0: G'day, punters, and welcome to Winning Post's Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 16. I'm John Barker. Joining me once again, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, you scoffed at my suggestion last week that the SA Derby was going to be one of the races of the autumn, but... uh, so impressive was the winner that we have a new Melbourne Cup favourite. <laughs>
1: Indeed, yes. He uh, Well, he just made it a one-act affair, didn't he? Russian Camelot, worst prep I've ever seen going into a group one. Three wide at last in the field and just uh, wins like the others were tied to the ground. So he might just be one absolutely out of the box. Um, $10 for the Melbourne Cup. Well, you could probably leave me out of that. But, uh, yeah, he looks pretty good, doesn't he?
0: And uh they knew Daniel uh do you think you know this week about uh the group one goodwood
2: uh look, this is a tough one this week um a lot of the i couldn't have found, found Rashman came a lot at the price admittedly last week um but a really even contest, I think um the Santa and Elaine can bounce back to his best, I think he can and um and win another group 1. but plenty of options down the page, and uh, I think we'll have to be going wide for the quaddy
0: all right, well, spoiler alert there um. <laughs> Plenty to get through we need to get through today because uh, we've got Black Type Racing in five states. We've got uh, Melbourne Cup berth up for grabs and uh, Danny O'Brien expected to go on his winning way there. We've got Black Hart Bart running in Perth, uh, all sorts of stuff to get through, but we'll start at Morfordville, the last day of the Adelaide Festival of Racing, Group 1 Goodwood Day and the first of the Black Type races is race two. It is the M&J Chickens National Stakes, Daniel. Uh, and it is a Group 3 race at set weights for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres.
2: Take it away, Daniel. They're not the greatest of Group 3 fields assembled, um, but, look, a couple of these look pretty promising. And with Diala, who uh, has um, two wins on the board, uh, most, re- but most recently at Sandan Lokes, so leading all the way, did it pretty easily there on a heavy track. Um, look, I think she profiles quite nicely into this, and um, she'll certainly be one the one to catch on the Ben Diala. She's in good form, and uh, yeah, on top the six, the four, Kazuku, one point seven million dollar purchase. Um, well, the jump out was pretty, um, pretty okay. Cause a cult by Deep Deep Impact. Um, Run a good race on debut. The seven, Hard Rock Girl, um, thought should have finished a little bit closer to Forever Free. Running on that horse, of course, led all the way, um, but. She was very good up to listed grade. Last start, <clears throat> hard rock girl. And in for fourth, he ate zoo Keeps running well with that reward. We'll win one shortly. Six, four, seven, and eight. Uh, two extra time
1: for me. Looked very green uh, from back in the field last time out in the Queen Adelaide Stakes. Drew a wide gate there. Yeah, as I said, looked very green and, and sort of took a bit of time to wind up. But really liked his last 100 metres. Blinkers on up to 1,200. I think he's a good each-way play. To beat four, Kazahiko. 1.7 million uh, needs to be pretty good to get some of that back. He has had a couple of nice jump outs though, and I think he can be competitive. Nine, yes, baby, yes. I thought she found the line pretty well behind Diala on debut at 1,200 meters. She should be better for that. She also gets blinkers first time, and Diala, pretty bomb-proof filly, go forward, lead, and uh, and give you a great sight. But I'm with two from
0: four, nine, and six. We go across to race five at Morfordville on Saturday. It is the TAB SA Phillies Classic, 2,500 metres, group three, four three-year-old Phillies at set weights, uh, known as the SA Oaks in a group one in the good old days. But uh, it's been a while since then. But we do have a full field of 14 to face the starter this time. And your value bets go up against each other, starting with you, Daniel.
2: And with the five, stick them up, who oh, it's about four fifty, I think, in the market now. I thought would go up a, a bigger price than that, so not all that much value. But, um, yeah, on, on top selection, this Sydney-Philly, um, as the last start, was sent for an easy kill the New, at the Newcastle Provincials, up to twenty three hundred fifty metres, and she was far too good that day, one with plenty in the locker. Um, before that, she was contesting that that Adrian Knox ACC Oaks races at Randwick. And, look, running okay, finishing midfield there. Um, I think off the strength of that last start win. Comes here in good form and, um, yeah, might on top of stick him up. Um, the five, in for second out the three, Realm Flowers, who was a, sort of another one who was sent for an easy kill last start at Murray Bridge. Of course, ran well in the rare Ar- 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 Stakes. Two back, um, two good last start and, and continue making the um, – Keep her resting nicely. I think the three, the two, Silent Sovereign. Um, look, I probably should have finished closer in the Oaks. The Shreps Oaks last start I uh, did cover just cover ground on that occasion, but the run was good. And the eight in for fourth, Lindelani. Um, I thought the St. Letcher run was better than it looks on paper. Um, and, yeah, look, another filly who will take improvement out of that. Wide draw, no help, but I think um, she's over the odds. Six, sorry, five, three, two, and eight.
1: Yeah, on with eight, Lindelani. I gave her a bit of a chance in that St. Ledger, and as you said, Daniel, I thought her run was much better than it reads on paper. She got caught wide. They made an early move to press forward and sit outside the lead. She was under pressure on the turn and was going sort of backwards, but uh, really liked the way she stuck on. In the end, she was beaten less than four lengths. She was 2,100 to 2,800 fourth up. She'll be better for that. She's drawn wide again, but hopefully she can just get in with a bit of cover and they can ride her a bit more patiently. I'm happy to back her each way from five, stick them up. She's contested both the Victorian and the Sydney Oaks. She's improved this time in. That was a dominant win last start. She'll stay the trip. No dramas. Three realm of flowers. Took a while to get there at Murray Bridge last start when she was $1.60 at midweek level. Uh, But her previous form at this sort of level was good and she looks like she'll stay the extra distance. And one laugh for Lays was very good at 70-1 to in the group one. Was back, came wide, and kept finding the line behind Toffee Tongue beaten only a length that could be uh, the right form. But I'm with eight each way from
0: five, three, and one. Okay, my fun facts for the SA Phillies Classic is that no winner has come off a last start win since 2006. So that's mm. a bit of bad luck for Stick'em Up. But good news for Stick'em Up 14 of the past 21 winners have jumped from gates one to five. She's drawn six, will jump from five if the emergency comes out. Race six at uh, Morfordville on Saturday, and uh, well, dear oh dear, we've, uh, you've gone up against each other with your value bets, and you're also going against each other with your bets. Race six is the Amy Centurier Stakes, twenty thirty metres, a listed
2: event set, weights and penalties for the Phillies and Mayors. Kick us off here, Daniel. Yeah, she has to go up a couple of notches in grade today, Niveisha, but... Um, I can't drop off her after the, the win at Flemington last day over the mile. She was sort of caught in a bit of trouble early. Um, a little bit nervous if you were probably on her at the top of the straight where Damien Oliver was going to to get her, but she was able to um, get out clear. And um, yeah, she was too classy, I thought, for that lot there. She's a very promising mare. Um, she had the 19th start, so she's, had, she's already had a bit of racing under her belt, but she seems to be racing in career best form and thinks there's still improvement to come. Um, the wide draw 18 at the moment, but they'll come in after the emergencies. Um, we'll need a good ride, no doubt, by Johnny Allen, but i oh, will just hard to hard to look past her by the, on the strength of that last start win. Um, of course, beat Zaydani the start prior. We've seen him come out, run some good three-year-old races at, in Adelaide. So the four on top, my best 17, walking, flying. I've done nothing wrong. She's against it to get a start. She's um, been the third emergency. Um, but she's done nothing wrong this time in. And she gave a bit of a side, I thought, in that Shrepps Oaks um, on the speed. Toffee Tone, of course, too good down the inside. And she sort of peaked on her run late, but she ran well, only length and a half behind the winner. The two, Girl Tuesday, um, of course, has that Sydney group form. And uh, a excuse last start with a clearer run. You can certainly win this and in for fourth, the 14 Wings of Pastrami. four seventeen 17 14
1: yeah, and we're going, going with number seven, Lamu here, uh, unexposed, but um, hopefully uh, sort of a little bit of a deja vu here. Archie Alexander won this race last year with a, an import uh, for the same connections, third start in Australia, a uh, mare called Clearly. She was then retired to stud with the black type under the belt. And and this mare's two runs in Australia have been really good. She hit the line hard, first up at 1,300 behind Viral, a a horse who's won again since. And then she went to the Flemington in that race, Naivasha. She was just coiled like a spring in behind them, ready to go, and just um, Craig Williams zigged when he should have zagged, missed the run, and then she just couldn't quite pick up from a standing start. But I thought she ran really well. She meets Naivasha worse at the weights. She should be getting 14 kilos off Girl Tuesday, so she's terribly weighted, but uh, I'm just banking on her upside to get her through here. So I'm with Seven Lamu. Two Girl Tuesday, just about the best-weighted horse in Australia on Saturday, and that's why she's around $3. Uh, Didn't have much luck second up. Out to 2,000 metres, she'll be hard to beat. Four, Nyvacia has to be included. She was held up too for a long uh, way in that Flemington race and, and really sprouted wings to win. She's flying. And 15, Cryptic Jewel. Brent Stanley mentioned to me last week when I spoke to him that this was the race they had in mind. They had that tick over at Caulfield last Saturday. Step out to 2,000 should suit. But I am keen on seven from two, four, and 15.
0: All right. Well, uh, after a couple of races of uh, very disturbing conflict, the listeners will be happy (laughs) to hear that uh, there's a bit of unanimity about race seven at... More for Bill on Saturday, which is the second leg of the quarter here. It's the Robert and Faye Gerrard R.A. Lee Stakes. 1,600 metre group three and certainly the very, very smart Arbor Views
2: uh, put in an encouraging run. Good stuff, Daniel. Certainly did. Of course, the winner of that weight race we know is very smart in Buffalo River, um, but Harbour View is very good finishing strongly into third. Of course, had a big sprue on this horse for quite some time now. He's, he's somewhat delivered. He's five wins from seven starts and two minor placings, so he's yet to miss the top three. Um, and look, he's on heavy ground. I don't think that's his go. I think he's preferred onto a dry track, which we'll get on Saturday, um, and he's has been well supported this week. Uh, so Harbour View's on top for me. The nine. 13, Seabrook. She's done nothing wrong this time in three minor placings from th- all three starts at this level. Um, Shredded and miss is probably too good for her last start. Um, but I think from the wide draw, maybe able to settle a little bit further back Seabrook. I think she's better sit- ridden with a sit and sort of unleashing late with her run. She's sort of been on the speed and running well on the speed last two times. But from the wide draw, I think she'll go back and, as I said, be better. I think she's a better horse when ridden um, with a sit. The four, Sheridan missed, that horse I referenced, and the 15, um, which is snogging, um, worth throwing into the exotics. Nine, and 15.
1: Yeah, I'm with nine harbour views as well. Just has a stack of upside this bloke. Uh, Very good first up on the heavy track behind Buffalo River. He'll be better for that, and I think he can pick this one up. Uh, Two, Mongolian Marshall, really interesting runner, formerly with uh, the Baker Forsman team in New Zealand. Group one competitive last time in. First start for Stu Gower. Uh, no rider yet, so um, possibly they're thinking of scratching, but I think he can be competitive. Seven-kilo turnaround Seabrook on Shrouded and mist. I think that can see her turn the tables on her. Very well placed in this uh, under these conditions is Seabrook, but she hasn't won for a long time, so I guess that's a little asterisk. And eight Dexter you, Devil. He's a, a good horse, this bloke. 18 top two finishes from 31 starts. Fresh and back in trip last start, and he hit the line hard out to the mile is perfect for him. Nine on top from two, 13 and eight.
0: The big one at Moorfordville on Saturday is race eight, third leg of the Quaddy, the Furphy Goodwood, 1,200 metres, group one, set weights and penalties these days, of course, worth 400,000 this year. And uh, despite the uh, slight haircut in prize money, it's tracked one of the better fields for years. I think there are only two group one winners in it last year and one of those was um, coming off that uh, Mayor's Group 1 two weeks earlier. We've got five Group 1 winners in it this year and so open is the race that uh, Joel and Daniel's top four um, of their eight selections, there are seven different courses uh, with Gitra being the only one you've got in common. You've both picked it for third. Fun fact, seven of the past 12 Google winners have started at $21 or greater. So... Um, no wonder it's not a new thing that uh, it should be such an open race. And only five of the past 15 Goodwood winners have had their final lead up run in South Australia. I wouldn't pay too much attention to that stat with uh, COVID-19 making things a different world this year. But anyway, Daniel, you are with one of the Group 1 winners, as is Joel. Joel, probably a bit more forgiving than you. The horse uh, you did mention
2: earlier, and that's Santa Anna Lane. Correct. One of those um, longer winning winners you mentioned. Barks of this race, a um, couple of years back, Santa Anna Lane. Look, I think he's going pretty well this time. He's second in a very hot TJ Smith on the um, brilliant nature strip. Only um, two lengths behind that horse. And up to 1,400 metres last start. Ran on okay. I think he's much suited back to the 1,200. Um, I guess he's, again, with the strength of the field, he's probably... Instead of maybe a little bit of a forgotten horse again this time around as he's been so many times, but I'm um, willing on him to to get the job done here, which was which, I mean, what is a strong race, no doubt about that. So the one on top sand around the lane, the stablemate Eleven Liar, the three year old filly, I thought was terrific in the stakes running on in a in a race which was uh, dominated up front by the by leader Bella Valla. Um She'll win one shortly. There's no doubt about this. This is a, this is a strong contest, but she's running perfectly well, this prep liar, and she'll be spreading wings late, no doubt, with the with the stable mate. The three G picks himself, of um, course. Group one, three group one races in Melbourne, a win and two minor placings to keep off the prep before thrashing sunlight last start. Uh, sticky draw, but yeah, can't can't leave him out. The three and in for fourth of the seven, the inevitable. Love the run at Flemington, um, and I think he's um, he's certainly in the game here. The seven, nine, sorry, one, eleven, three, and seven.
1: You said I was forgiving Barks, and I will be with Sunlight. Uh, I wasn't tipping her in the sand, so I suppose I can be. I can afford to be a bit forgiving. I think you've got to give uh, a good horse, always forgive them one bad run. Um, we saw what she did in the spring, where she was uh, disappointing in the Everest and then bounced back to run a cracking race in the Golden Eagle. Thought she was pretty good for her first up. Uh, she always improves with a run. I know Guitra thrashed her, but I thought she did enough, and then yeah, just putting that down to an off day. Blinkers on barrier three, just a different scenario, I think, for her on Saturday. And I think at, at the 9 or $10, in a pretty tricky race, I was happy to be with her each way from her stablemate. 12, Long, who I was very keen on in the Clays, they got the job done. She was ridden very aggressively there. Blinkers first time, really used to hold the lead from the inside gate. Slow last 600 metres, they looked like sort of they of bobbing up on the one spot, but just reckon she takes a sit on Saturday behind Jungle Edge and maybe even Sunlight. And I just think she'll be uh, better equipped to finish off her race stronger. I think she can measure up. Three, Geetra, no-knock on him. Just got that genuine Group 1 form. We saw him come back to Group 3, level last start and bolt in. And two, trekking. Just uh, like that form from the spring through the Everest, through the Red Zell behind Pirata. First up, that was the heavy track in the TJ. You can forget that, but his next run with the 60 helos, Wide on speed was very good. I'm with sunlight in the Goodwood. Four from 12, three and two.
0: And we finish at Morfordville with race nine. TAB, proud mistakes, 1,200 metre, group three, set weights and penalties
2: for fillies. And Mayors, Daniel. The jury might be at Hummer Hummer at 1,200 metres, but uh, I really like the Caulfield run two back since went to the Sangster. The open edge race and, um, yeah, sort of just didn't finish off there. Back to uh, a group three race and back to against their own sex. Both ticks for mine. Um, give her one more chance. Hummer, hummer. She's on top for me. The four, Mystery Love, um, sort of tackles this group sort of class for the first time. Um, luckless run at Sandown last up. Worth forgiving that. Probably nothing really made ground there. And beat a good one in Prophet's Thumb. Start prior, I'm giving a good chance to in Sydney um, this week. So Mystery Love, my second pick, the three everyday ladies will be her last run before retiring to stud. Um, again, she's suited back from group one level to group three against her own uh, against her own sex. Her best, she's certainly good enough to win a race like this. And the eight in for fourth, equal love, two, four, three, and eight. Yeah, I found this very tough
1: way to finish and I've landed on a 50 to one shot here. Mind you, hasn't got a jockey, but to number 14, Flop, who has only won four from 37. She's had so much bad luck in her career. But her form last time in was pretty solid. She chased home Morvada twice. He's a pretty good older Galloper Morvada. We saw him be very competitive in Melbourne. And I thought her first two runs back from a spell haven't been too bad. She was sort of zigging and zagging in the straight last start behind Miss Bandito. That was just last week. I just think if she can get. The brakes, be ridden cold, save for one run. She might just bob up at a bit of a price and a real raffle of a race. Nine, Magnabella, Bella, also coming through that race last week. I thought she was very good. That was first up off a bit of a break. Uh, hit the line strongly. Four, Mystery Love, elects to come here rather than Flemington. Forgiving of that second up run on the heavy nine track. She was very good first up. And six, Cabini, chased Bella, Bella at listed level two back. And then third in the Mackay Stakes was very good. She's gone out 40-1 to one, both starts. She's going really well that mare and can certainly see her figuring. I will include Hummer Hummer in my quaddie, but as Daniel touched on, I just worry about that 1,200 metres. She was there to pounce on the winner in this race last year and she just didn't quite finish off. So that's the, my little query with her, but
0: I'll throw her in the quaddy. 14 from 9, 4 and 6. Recapping more Joel's best race, 6, number 7, Lamu, and value bet race, 5, number 8, Linda Larney. Daniels, best race, six, number four, nine. Vasher, value bet race, five, number five. Stick them up. So maybe a couple those together each way. Parlay. Uh, We'll go across to Flemington now because there is one very interesting race. There's a short price favourite. And uh, it is, I speak of race six at Flemington on Saturday. And that is the Andrew Ramsden, 2,800 metres, weight for age. Nothing older than five years old, only three-year-olds, four-year-olds and five-year-olds allowed. Only a listed race, but at 320000 it's not worth much less than the Goodwood this weekend. And everybody's talking about and tipping a Danny O'Brien horse in King of Leagrance, uh, the import. And it just shows how racing has evolved. The fact that uh, a horse that hasn't run since the Adelaide Cup in early March is uh, a... Unbackable favourite for a race over 2,800 metres. Joel, how confident are you? Is this a Blanc first leg of the quarter? Yeah, we
1: just have visions of Val Declare a couple of weeks ago, don't we? Everyone was just uh, thinking he was just an absolute moral in the staying race at Flemington and uh, went pretty poorly. So they can put in a bad one, but uh, look, he's on top for me. He's just shown a, a good turn of foot in both those wins this time in the Roy Higgins and the Adelaide Cup. If he runs up to that form, I think he'll be winning. Uh, I've included Surrey Thunder in my numbers. He might just be the one that improves out of the ground here. Three starts in Australia for Chris Waller. I thought his two runs in Sydney were very good. Sandown just never got into the race, but that was an on-pace dominated day for the for the most part. And just uh, reckon he can improve sharply up in distance. Seven too close, the sun is flying. And four, good idea, very consistent. Obviously, second to King of Leogrance in the Adelaide Cup. So has to have a case. Two from eight, seven and four.
2: Yeah, with all the group racing across the country, this is probably the race I'm most looking forward to, obviously, with the Melbourne Cup implications on the line. Um, I don't think it's a one-out job in the either. though, Um, whilst King of Leagrance is on top. For me, yeah, just as as Joel said, that turn of foot in the Adelaide Cup, um, obviously, we'll clearly run this out. Um, I just think there's, there's certainly other winning chances in the race. Dark Alley, the nine, uh, Paul Pruska horse called Stablemate Surprise Baby. Um, ran second in this race last year. Not as brilliant as as that horse. A little bit more dour as Dark Alley, but he's got the makings of a very good stayer. His uh, three wins have been very good. His last start at Geelong uh, picked him up and won with plenty in the tank there. It will only improve up to this trip. So Dark Alley second pick, the 12 Ocean X, which we may have plenty of time for. Um, of course, he was, wasn't was tested uh, beyond 2,000 metres until the last that run the Port Adelaide Cup over 2,500 metres and she did it pretty easily there um, I've no on the back of that run I've no I don't think she'll have any problem up to 2,800 um, so 12 in the game and in for fourth I've got the 7 too close to the sun 2, nine twelve 12 and 7
0: Yeah, I'm with King of Liga too and uh, the other one I'm going to put In the quarter is Ocean X number 12, and uh, the old account is just about uh, exhausted. So I need to get this quarter this week. I got Dark Alley for third and Good Idea for fourth, 212. Nine and four. My best at Flemington Race 4, number seven, Duke of Plumpton, who uh, was my best the last time he ran. Couldn't quite get the shot of Irish. Shot of Irish has uh, franked that form since. And my value bet, Race 1, number six, Oh So Hazy. Joel, you're up against. Oh, so hazy with your best of the day. Mrs. O'Malley, race one, number nine. I thought
1: uh, EJ has found a nice race for Mrs. O'Malley. Scratched Thursday night from Racing.com Park with a big weight. Gets in nicely with the 53 kilos here. Just uh, two runs back off a bit of a fresh and have been quite good. Um, chased a subsequent winner there at Echuca, and uh, you just got too far back at them last start. Just think the nature of these straight races, they can sort of, Jam up and and pack up. She won't be too far off them. And there's a bit of a tail to this race. So I'm keen on her. I've picked a few roughies through the day. Uh, Crystal Chief in the second race, I think, can run well on debut. Hot reward in the last. I think it's a great each-way play at 60-1. to I'm still uh, crying after last Friday night at Cranbourne. He's finished eighth of 10, and I think he should have won, just never got out. (laughs) But I've made my value bet, who's another 50-1 to shot, Sully, race eight, number six who I think going really well at the jump outs. He's a, a real talent, this bloke. He does a lot wrong, and hence he's only won two from 19. He's a good stayer. But uh, I think listeners should go check out his replay of that fresh run at Caulfield in the spring, 1400. He was all over their backs in the straight, never got clear. That was behind age of chivalry. I think if he runs to that, I think he'll go really well. He's been chasing Eduardo home in those Cranbourne jump outs. So, yeah, I think he's going well. I've made him my value.
2: Yeah, special comes up in the last uh, one we've been following this time in Broadway and Fourth. I thought we ran a cracker in the close at Moorville last start a long way back. It nearly couldn't sight her on the screen, uh, turning for home, but she's um, really rocketed home to just miss, just miss the minor place and finish um, within the length of Z-long. Uh Bigger track, forty and bigger track of Flemington plus up to the 400 meters are both ticks for her. Um, she'll be unleashing with a big run later. And I think it'll be hard to hold out. There's a little bit of speed on here. So we'll get a chance. The two, Broadway and fourth. My best value comes up in race seven, Starcaster. Nothing went right for him. Second up, his first up win at Geelong was terrific. Won pretty easily there. The running up Shepherd's come out and won well himself. Uh, next start. But yeah, second up Starcaster at Sandown Lakeside. Got a long way back. Absolutely nothing ran on. It was controlled completely from those up at the front. Um, And he could only sort of whack away, make a little bit of grand late. So worth forgiving that. Um, Drawn a better barrier here. So we'll settle closer in the run. And yeah, Starcast are my best value. Race seven, number 16. Rose
0: Hill, the venue for New South Wales Metro Racing on Saturday. Second day of the two-day Scone Carnival, as one of the letter riders to Winning Post has uh, asked this week. You do wonder why if uh, you can't, Race at Scone on Saturday due to COVID why well, you can race there on Friday. But uh, anyway, it is Rose Hill that will host and uh, you, we may have got a, uh, a better quality fi- uh, card, I guess, um, making it easier for the city stables to get there. First of the black type races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race three. It is the Yarraman Park Woodland Stakes, over 1,100 metres, a listed event. Quality handicap for old Philly's old uh, Eight job, is reader for me,
1: I thought, uh, made a really pleasing debut on the Kenzo track when running on for third behind Makura. Had only had one trial leading into that. Uh, just think she's got a stack of improvement in her number eight. To beat two, Sonsi, who comes through that same race, blew the start, had no hope after that. But her last 600 was actually the best for the meeting. For Mabusha, both her wins have had a bit of X-factor about them. Just that tricky gate. She's going to need a little bit of luck again. And one Makura, who uh, did beat a few of these last start. Eight from two, four, and one.
2: Yeah, same numbers, different order. I'm with the eight news reader on top. Uh, yeah, like Joel said, it was a fantastic first. That run very eye-catching debut. Um, and yeah, with I we'll think we'll only get better into this start. So the eight news reader, uh, I think one to follow. The one, Macrura, um, twice a winner in both starts. And uh, as, as Joel said, in a couple of these. The four, Mabusha, another was two from two. Um, wide draw, no help, but um, I think she's going well and in very capable hands. And then the stable mate, two Sonsi, in for fourth. Eight, one, four, two.
0: One of the bigger races at Rose Hill on Saturday is race four. It is the Inglis three-year-old Guineas over 1,400 metres. Set weights for three-year-olds, a restricted listed race, obviously restricted to uh, horses that have gone through English sales and only a only six to face the starter as we speak to you. There were seven acceptors. Baroda, the Queensland filly uh, has come out. Um, Joel, you spoke to John O'Shea this week on page 102 of Winning Post, and he gave you enough confidence to tip Rocket clock on Yeah, top. I've tipped a few
1: of his horses over the weekend, John, so I hope it's a, a good couple of days for the stable. Yeah, she's a pretty handy filly, this girl. They tried riding her forward first up in the James car, tried to sneak some black type early in the prep. Uh, just that plan went astray. She was ridden very quietly to uh, match her usual pattern last time out on the Kensington track, and she beat the older mares. She's obviously got to take on uh, this boom galloper in Mars Crusader, but uh, just think she can stalk them and be very strong late. Mass Crusader, the one to beat. They took bad luck uh, out of the equation last week when they found the front. He won't lead on Saturday, I wouldn't have thought. Bandersnatch will take that up, um, but uh, he doesn't have to lead and he certainly looks the hardest to beat. One dawn passage back on top of the ground was the key for him last start. Uh, he could certainly win without surprising. And three, snatch I think, will lead and, and give a bit of a sight. I just don't think it's one-way traffic here with the shorty. Five on top from four, one, and three.
2: The yeah, Same top two um, with Master Crusader, though. was a uh, sort of visually pleasing win. Just absolutely bolted. It never looked like losing. Tommy Berry barely um, touched him, and he's run good time um, in comparison to the rest of the day. So I think he's the one to beat. A quick back up the four. Rocker Clock did it the other end of the spectrum, came from last and um, rounded up in style. She's a very talented filly. I think true Detective and Dawn Passage, um, bit of a gap then back to third and four. So we are playing around the top two. Four, five, um, two and one.
0: Cross to the first leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday. It is race six, TAB, Luskin Star Stakes. It is a quality handicap, a listed race over 1,300. And uh, Joel, your best... Yeah, with the three-year-old
1: yeah, 11-11. We saw him chasing home alligator blood through the uh, Brisbane Summer Carnival, including the second in the Magic Millions Guineas. I thought he was pretty good first up in the arrow field from the wide gate. He got back, was running on really strongly, probably just peaked on his run. He had the best splits from the 600 to the 200. And then again, another wide gate in the Hawkesbury Guineas meant he just uh, had too big a task there. But gate four, I think he can get smothered away, settle closer to the pace, as we know he can. And uh, Tommy Berry aboard third up. I think he'd be very hard to beat. From one Graff, who was good first up in the Hawkesbury Rush, just didn't quicken early in the straight when there was a sort of a narrow gap to take. But he was strong late out to 1300 ideal. Uh, for Lanciato, hasn't won for a long time. That's the query with him. But it was a good effort last start. He'll get back and run on as will number three run. Yeah who was a bit of a shock winner first up, defeating his stable mate, Faistos, who was a winner since. 1,400 back to 1,300. It's just a little query. He'll be charging at them late, but I'm keen on nine from one, four, and three.
2: With the two brave song look, his recent form leads um, quite a lot to be desired. for being honest, but I think he's going better than the form indicates. The second, second up run in the hallmark, um, just nothing really went right there. It was a hard race to make ground and, sort of encountered tra- traffic problems throughout. If you can, can sort of get back to a little bit of his best Brave Song and run on, um, I think he's worth a bet and worth definitely throwing into the quaddies at least anyway. But he's on his la- last chance with me. He'd want to do something here. So the two Brave Song on top, Lanciato with next sort of um, that bunch finish behind Rainier last start. Thought the run was good. They only finished half the length of that horse. That horse, I mentioned Rainier, three in for third. And the fourth horse, I'll have the 10, Trumbull, um, wasn't far off tail. I think it's a very good chance in Brisbane in you know, a sex race on the weekend, 2, 4, 3, and 10.
0: Second leg of the Quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race seven. It is the Coolmore, Denise's Joy Stakes, listed event for three-year-old fillies over 1,100 metres, and you've both managed to find the same value. Good here, to
1: hear, John. and hopefully it's a good day for Tommy Berry. Number 12, Sally's Day on top for me. Her two wins to date have been really, really impressive. She's won two from seven. The maiden win, first up last prep, just looked like she was uh, stakes class every day of the week. She pulled up with a slow recovery at her next run and then was just beaten by Switched, who is a Saturday performer. And then she was tipped out for a break. She was first up at Wyong, three wide against the Males, without cover and just uh, dashed away on the turn and, and won well. I just thought from gate two, if she can go on with that, I think she is uh, a good bet each way. I've got a lot of respect for Fatouce, for so number five. I think she's a deserved favourite. 250, maybe a little bit short, but she was impressive first up and it should be hard to beat. As I said, I've got a lot, of, a lot of time for her. Four, Aquitaine has been trialling really well. She won her first three last prep, then finished second to Splintex. That's great form. Then was group three place, so uh, hard to fault her form. And one way up in the sky. Runner up, both starts this time in, has that Rubisaki form. Gate 1, 1400 should be there for a long way. It's a, a pretty even race, but I thought 12, Sally's Day had a bit of upside to beat 5, 4, and 1.
2: I'm very glad to hear we're speaking the same language, re Sally's Day. I said after her last set win at Wyong that I was going to back her wherever she went next start. This is um, obviously a much tougher contest I thought that she'd um, sort of take on, but uh, that win was just so impressive, sort of ridden like the best horse in the race and was far too good for them. Trialed really well before that. And a horse I've always had plenty of time for um, now that Gerald Ryan Silverpool started with Brad Widdop. Um, but, yeah, in a tough race, um, happy to have a nibble at her each way odd Sally's day. The one in next way up in the sky, um, She's she's filly I've got always plenty of time for. No match, Rubisaki, last start, but she was certainly game of defeat there. And She seldom runs poorly, this filly. The five in next for two so on the back of a very very good trial. She was um, she bolted in first up. Um, wouldn't be surprised if she wins. And the seven, sorry, the nine in fourth satin socks. Twelve, one, five, and nine.
0: The big one at Rose Hill on Saturday in third leg of the quadri is race eight Emirates Park Dark Jewel Classic, fourteen hundred meters a quality group three for fillies and mares. And Joel, you are with me. Yeah, the I'll be Allen having two each way bets Bangkok. in this
1: race. I've stuck with Bangkok. I've been with her this prep. Her, three, her two runs uh, where she finished third in the birthday card and the Sapphire, she had the best late splits of the meetings. Both runs were excellent. I thought from a good gate, she'd be very hard to beat in the Hawkesbury crown. She was a bit tight for room early in the straight. When she got clear, she didn't savage the line. So there's a little bit of a question mark there. But just yeah, you know, she was six fifty that day. I think she's about nineteen or twenty dollars. So I think if you forgive her for that one run, where there were a few excuses, I think she has to be an each way hope. Twelve Romany girl. I wish she had have drawn a gate. I guess you're getting you know twenty six and maybe better because she's drawn that horrible draw. But she reverted back to the sprint trips last prep and ran really well. Fourth at Randwick, third to Invincibella in the Magic Millions Mares race, and then she won at Randwick. She's been trialing nicely. She gets a, a bit of luck from that gate. I think she can run well. One arm and Geary has the fifty nine now. She had the fifty five in the Hawkesbury Cup third up. That was a good win. She's going well. And Seven Delectation Girl really liked her trial behind Miss Fabulous. And they've got Hugh Bowman to ride here. Her form this time in is a little bit mixed, but her best runs suggest she can win without surprising. I'm with six from twelve, one and seven.
2: It's a very open race. So let's stick one probably been a little bit loyal to before in the past. It's nine dyslexic who um, she can, can mix her form, but on her best, she's certainly capable of taking it a race of this nature. She was good in the Augsburg crown last start, close up third behind sweet scandal. Uh, We're taken Adelaide and carried the big weight start prior. And I thought, Marina, well, she's led that, led up there and sort of tied late on a wet track. But I thought her run was, um, was okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> look, she's, as I said, hard to catch, but if she can bring, bring her best, uh, she's one I want to be on the nine which is nine, dyslexic, Amangiri, um hard to not going well this time in. Um, too good of them, despite having to overcome a little bit of trouble in the straight. But Rose Hill, last start. The eight, uh, Moss Trip. Um, third up now, I think ready to do something here. It was just wide last start. Worth forgiving the margin there. And the six, Bangkok in fourth. Nine, one, eight, and six.
0: We finish at Rose Hill with race nine. Last leg of the quarter, Arrowfield Hortensia Stakes. This is a quality handicap at listed a level. Over I've gone with three of them. She
1: led for a very long way last time out in the Hawkesbury rush. She was nailed on the line by tactical advantage. She's up to 57 kilos. That's a little bit of a query, but she's on top for me. I'll probably have something each way at the odds on spending to win. I think he's already shortened up a little bit from the thirties that he opened very consistent. This horse, he's two runs that in this race, the last two years have been very good. He wasn't beaten far in that same race as Villamay. Eight, Noble Boy, the very interesting runner, first start for the new stable. He'll be hitting the line hard. And five, Handle the Truth, just bombed the start last start, and that was him out of the race. He can certainly improve if he begins at clean-up. Three on top from six, eight, and five. With
2: Prophet Th- Prophet's thumb in the last, I was pretty keen on her at Caulfield. It was a benchmark 90, fillies and mares, and I thought she should have finished closer, if not potentially um, beat mystery loves. She has got shuffled back and had to sort of wait a little bit while longer for a run than anticipated. And she really rocketed home with the 61.5 kilos on her back. She plummets in weight here, of course goes up a couple of notches in grade, uh, about 1100 meters ticks a few boxes for me, profit thumb. So the nine in the last, the one in next Bonamese trialed. Well, first set record, very good. I think is a little bit over the odds at the moment in the, in the market. Three Villamai and two soothing round out the top four, but, um, keen on nine each way in the last, nine, one, three, and two.
0: Recapping Rose Hill on Saturday, Daniel's best race, four, number four, Masked Crusader. Joel's best race, six, number nine, 11, 11. And we have agreement that the best value bet of the day is race seven, number 12, Sally's Day. We head to the Gold Coast in the southeast Queensland on Saturday for more black-type, Action in the abbreviated Queensland Carnival and the black type starts in race six. It is the TAB Ken Russell Memorial Classic, twelve hundred meter set weight rates set weights race for two year olds at Group three level. And Daniel, you are with. Uh, the Toppy, well, the Toppy, not the Toppy. Because, uh, <laughs> it's a set weights event. The number one saddlecloth, Wisdom of Water for Toby
2: and Trent Edmund. Yeah, one of the, one of the probably three or four sprue courses around Brisbane at the moment. was Isotope, Isotope is one. Wisdom of Water is another one of these. Won a trial by, well, I think it was fourteen, fifteen lakes, um prior to the first up run. We didn't beat much, but just thrashed them there. Um, did it very easy. I think. I think if he just if he runs up to that, he'll um, winning again. Uh, but certainly a much tougher contest than what faced last start. The 12 always on show was worth a each-way bet. Um, comes out of what looks a pretty decent New South Wales, provincial maiden for mine. Raced on the speed, fought hard. Um, just no match late um, for a Snowden debut runner who had the, um, the best run in transit. I think the Waller Colts spokesman and Safiano go in for third and fourth. But it'll be hard to beat the favourites. Don't know if I can dive in at the price of $1.60. One to beat 12, three and four. Crossed to race eight
0: and looks like you're going to be with another favourite here. It's the Brandon's Gold Coast Guineas, 1,200 metres despite the name. Group three set weights for three-year-olds and
2: uh, you're with the impressive first-up winner, Hightail. That's right. Um, very impressive first-up winner. taken on the older horses, uh, benchmark level there, but just on the strength, strength of that win, given a good ride for a Bowman to win. But yeah, on the strength of that win, happy to go with here. Of course, won the Gosford Guineas. Um, when second up, last preparation as well. Um, so, yes, it's a good second up form. And the ones to beat for mine, the two. Exhilarates are next to 10, the filly, which clearly boasts the best resume of the bunch. She'll settle rearward from the, rearward from the wide draw. But look to be enough speed on paper for her to launch late and have the last crack. So, definite danger. Baroda, of course, scratched from that um, race at Rose Hill. She put away a pretty good field with ease here last start. Uh, I think she's one to follow in the pick of the... Uh, the numerous Toby and Trent Edmonds runners that are in the race. And in for fourth, Elegant Grace, um, good win last. So this is much tougher, but she's certainly one with plenty of upside. You got a few more into the quaddie as well, the Odyssey and Ruka, um, namely. But, yeah, my number's in the guineas, 210, 12, 16. We finish
0: at the Gold Coast on Saturday with race nine, Atwood Marshall Lawyers, Silk Stocking, 1200-metre listed quality handicap. For Phillies and Mares. And, Daniel, you are with number one for James Cummings and get off on Yeah, she looked
2: like she loomed up pretty ominous, ominously first up. She's peaked on a run late over 1,300 metres. I think she's better suited second up and back to 1,200 metres. So I think it does look well-placed in this. It does, a, it, was, it does look an easier contest to what she saw last start. So Maltaja to finish over the top of them in the last, hopefully. Gen Rule's second up, uh, sorry, next pick, second up. Covered ground, but I thought it was pretty game. Chase home Snitz, that horse is won out and Frank the Form, winning last Saturday. Fiesta is a horse that goes well f- fresh, must be included. Um, Neerdorp, uh, two wins from as many starts as time in. Deserves a crack at this level. Um, and Resin, of course, there's uh, a bit, bit of bad luck of late, certainly can win this on her best form. One number's in the last, one, 11, four, and two.
0: And we have not heard about your specials as yet, and we had the first, third, and fourth leg of the Quaddy. and conveniently your best comes up <laughs> in the second leg. That's race seven, number four,
2: Milkman. Yeah, as I sort of touched on those last couple of races, we might have to go wide in the Quaddy. so hopefully we can sort of have Milkman and maybe light up the room in this one. Milkman, my best. Um, been crying out for this sort of triple preparation. It's been going well, drops in grade. It was a close second here last start, and, it's a service of an informed Maddie McGillivray. So clear top pick, Milkman, and, yeah, obviously the best bet of the day at the Gold Coast. So race seven, number four. Value comes up in the fifth, and I'm hoping Thine is the power um, takes its place in this. I know it's down to run on one of those stakes races later in the day as well. But if, if, um, if she's here, she's clearly the one to beat. Grown another leg since relocating up north. Uh, the, the win last start was very good. Should've had no speed earlier to sit back and was caught wide. Um, but was kept in a good rhythm by Andrew Mallion and was just dominant at the end of in the final two hundred metres. It was a soft win on the line. Uh, the runner-up JJR for Chris Waller has come out and won a Sydney Metro race since. So uh, Thine is the power, um, clear top pick in the last, and I think a bit of value at the six-dollar price. So race five, number twelve, the value.
0: Joel, have you got any taking on the, the favourite in the
2: Ken Russell?
1: I'll be backing Saffiano and Minji. I've got a lot of time for Minji. Uh, I think Saffiano can run well. Also, I will back a couple of horses from Wide Barriers in those last two races. So they are going to need a bit of luck. Exhilarates, I think she'll be very hard to hold out. And just wanted at a bit of a price in the last, Grey Shadow. I think you can forgive her miss on the heavy track. Her prior two runs were really good. That form around Grey Worm and Star of the Seas is very good for this. She's just going to need a, a little bit of luck from that tricky gate.
0: All right, that wraps up the Gold Coast. As I mentioned, there's a uh, big race over at Ascot on Saturday. It's race eight, the Amelia Park Roma Cup. Uh, Group three, weight for age over 1,200 metres, sees the appearance of our old friends Blackheart Bart and Vega Magic, now based back in Perth, as well as a a sort of who's who of uh, Perth sort of uh, top liners. Over the years, Gatting is there, Man Booker, Perfect Jewel, Angelic Raider, Flirtini. Uh, BJ Ryan is with uh, Vega Magic, um, who uh, obviously hasn't come up last couple of campaigns, but the way Vega Magic has been trialling, BJ, very happy to uh, be with him. BJ's best at Ascot on Saturday is race two, number one, Amelia's Contraire. And his value bet comes up at 6.55pm Eastern in the last race nine, number 14, Festival Miss. Uh, the That's not the only black type this weekend because, as I mentioned, the Scone Carnival um, and Scone Cup is race seven on Friday at Scone, big race 16, to face the starter worth 160,000 listed event over the mile. Joel, you did the form for that meeting. Why did you come up with in the live and scone free? Cup? So
1: it's John O'Shea again. He might get a double. He's got live and loaded in the third. I think's pretty smart and can win and live and free. Deserves a black type win. This bloke. He's been around the mark. It was a good return from him in the Hawkesbury Cup when chasing Armand Geary. Big long straight that'll suit his style. Six military zone. I thought was very good off a wide run fresh. Peter Snowden did say before that race that this was the target second up. Dr. Drill can improve third up. And Faistos is a pretty consistent performer down in weight. It's a pretty strong uh,
0: renewal of the Scone Cup this year, I think. Rightio. Yeah. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post, if you haven't already, out Friday morning, most locations, Saturday morning, Tassie, because of COVID-related transport problems and not at all at the moment in NT, again, because of COVID, but uh, hopefully as things start to open up, we'll uh, get back to normal. But I do stress if for one, any, one reason or another you can't get to the newsagent or the newsagent hasn't got the winning post, you can now get it online. As we speak to you, it is online and it'll, it'll be up by four o'clock every Thursday afternoon. And you can go to winningpost.com.au. Just click the link there in the main story. That'll take you straight to issue. It is five dollars, and uh, in fact, you actually get more uh, more material in your online winning post uh, than in the printed one. For obviously, for reasons of what we can fit in. And this week's, for example, 117 pages. Online, just 104 in the printed version. Finally, our best $20 bet of the weekend. Will I sabotage this horse last time he ran? Surely not again. Race four, number seven at Flemington on Saturday. Duke Plenty of, of Plum- Joel. For me on
1: Joel. So I'll be spreading myself wide, but uh, 11-11 I think is the best for the day. Race six, number nine. Uh, I
2: think we, yeah, hopefully build a Crane. bank up for Saturday. We'll go to Cranbert on Friday night. Um, horse called anything but... Moroni Stables super dominant, uh, dominant last Sunday benchmark fifty eight. Um, this isn't all that much tougher, and runs up to that will be hard to beat again at the four forty quote at the moment. So race five, number six at Cranbourne on Friday night.
0: All right, well that wraps it up from us for another week. We'll be back again next Thursday afternoon. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next.